Jūsu uzmanībai ieraksti no kristīgo vīru nometnes suntažos. Lekcijas vada, visionāžu doms, terbits no ASV. I see most of the men are familiar faces. How many people are here for the first time? And you've been here before. Wow. Wow. Praise God. Very good. All right. Next year you bring someone with you. Here's our best evangelist. He brings he two people with you. Every year he brings someone new. Yeah, yeah. Good evangelist. Because he has a different method. He threatens them. He'll kill them if they don't come. Don't do that. Yeah. I, 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 last year we gave out rosary beads to everyone. And I know a lot of men don't like to carry rosary beads in their pockets because it takes too much room. This year I have finger rosaries. When you're driving, you can put it on your finger and say the rosary. So we're gonna we, we we start with a gift so that you'll like me a little bit. Then I'll teach you a little, then you won't like me anymore. But we we do the best we can. I do want to uh, begin this weekend with talking about Mary, the mother of God. It's the 100th anniversary of Fatima. So it's a very special time in the church. And, and you want to take advantage of uh, praying to Mary this year more than most years. She's our greatest intercessor after Jesus. Now, I, there may be some Protestants among us tonight. Uh, and you may not be used to uh, speaking about Mary. I don't want you to be uncomfortable. We're not going to get into any heresy. We're not, we don't worship Mary. We ask Mary to be an intercessor for us. I know when I have needs in my life, I ask a good friend, would you pray for me? And that's basically what Catholics are doing. They're asking their friend Mary to pray for them to Jesus. We don't worship Mary. She's not a God. We think she's the... We think she's the greatest of all humans, but she's not God. And the Bible confirms that she's blessed among women. One of the most important things about Mary is that she is singled out by God himself. God chose Mary from the very beginning. 
It was planned right when Eve fell. Mary was planned to be the one that would make it to the without sin. Un tātad kad kad Ieva pakrita grēkā, jo tajā brīdī bija plānots, ka tā būs Marija. And God decided that through her his plan of salvation would be worked out for the world. Through Mary, the plan of salvation. Un Dievs to tā ieplānoja, ka pestīšana, pasaules pestīšana būs cauri Mariju. Almost all the popes from the beginning have had a good devotion to Mary. Gandrīz visiem pāvestiem no pašiem pirmsākumiem ir Mēri bijušas labas attiecības teikt ar Mariju. And every doctor of the Catholic Church has had a very strong devotion to Mary. Un katram baznīcas doktoram, kas ir bijis baznīcā, ir šīs īpašo veltīšanās īpašās attiecības ar Mariju. So if the smartest and holiest people in our church have devotion to Mary, maybe we should have one too. Tātad, ja gudrākie, gudrākie un spētākie cilvēki baznīcā šādi attiecās par Mariju, tātad varbūt arī mums tā vajadzētu darīt. So I just want to talk about some of the ways Mary has worked through the centuries in the Catholic Church. Tātad es gribu mazliet runāt par to, kā cauri gadsimtiem Marija ir darbojusies katoļu baznīcā. We as Catholics believe that she was assumed into heaven. Mēs katoļi ticam, ka viņa tika uzņēma debesīs. And we don't, there's no way of proving she was assumed into heaven. Un nav nekāda iespēja to pierādīt, ka viņa bijis uzņēma debesīs. But we just believe that because of different circumstances. Bet mēs tam ticam dažādu vairāku apstākļu dēļ. We all admit in the Bible Enoch and Elijah were raised up and brought into heaven without corruption. Mēs zinām, ka Elija un Enoch and Elijah. Enoch un Elija, jā, mēs pēc bīvēles zinām, ka tika uzņēma debesīs. They never suffered corruption. Viņi mēs netika nesatrūdēja. So it's even more fitting that the vessel that brought in the Son of God into the world would not show corruption in her body. Tātad vēl jau vairāk ticam ir, ka šķirsts, kur šī dievu ienes šajā pasaulē, arī nesatrūdēja. Now the Catholic Church doesn't teach that Mary didn't die. We don't know if she died or didn't die, but we know that her body was assumed in heaven. Tātad mēs nezinām, un katoļi baznīca to nemāca par to, vai viņa nomira vai viņa nenomira, bet mēs zinām, ka viņa tika uzņēma debesīs ar miesu un dvēselu. Most of us assume that she probably didn't die, she was just taken up. Lielākā daļa pieņem domā, ka viņa tika vienkārši paņem debesīs un nenomira. But the church just teaches she was assumed in that. Bet baznīca māca tikai to, ka viņa tika uzņēmta. And I also have a personal understanding about Moses when I read the scriptures. Man ir tāda personīga izpratnu par Mozu, kad es lasu bībeli. I feel like he must have been taken up also. The church doesn't teach that, but he died in 120. And they never found his grave, it says in the scriptures. And then he appears in his bodily form on the Mount Tabor with Elijah before Jesus died. Un ka viņš savā miesā parādās pirms Jēzus nāvas on Mount Tabor. Jā, Tabora kalnā viņš parādās savā miesā pirms Jēzus ciešanām. So this is before the resurrection and his Moses already appearing in his body. So I think he was... Tātad tas ir pirms augšām celšanās un viņš jau savā miesā parādās. Savā miesā jau tur parādās. Tāpēc... And God permitted Moses and Elijah to appear to accomplish his purposes. 
God allowed Moses and, and Moses and Elijah to appear on the mountain. Oh, and that Dios pieľav atava Mozom and Eliam paradites kalna so that he would attain a certain purpose in the scriptures that the father would show a certain reason for that he had a reason for letting them he had a purpose for allowing so it's understandable that Mary appearing in the earth today where he has something to accomplish through her appearing. So we need to know that there's nothing extraordinary about uh, the way Mary has appeared in many places around the world. God can do anything he wants any way he wants to. And he's used Mary in the church more than any other person in the world. It starts off in the in the Bible saying hail full of grace the Lord is with you. The angel Gabriel announced that. Then Elizabeth, her cousin, says, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. So why do Catholics continue to honor Mary? Because God honored Mary in many ways. God has chosen her over and over again. I think it becomes very plain that we need to have some kind of a relationship with Mary. In the book of Isaiah, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will conceive. She will bear a son. And his name will be Emmanuel. Would somebody say a prayer against these bugs? Cast these demons out. They're getting that. Alright. In Matthew 1, Matthew says this prophecy was fulfilled in Mary. He said, you know, he said, a virgin will become pregnant. And will have a son, his name will be Emmanuel. And that was Mary having Jesus Emmanuel. Through the history of the whole church, Mary has always been called ever virgin. Today, many Protestants will argue with Catholics and say that's not true because there were brothers mentioned in the Bible. But even Martin Luther and John Calvin that. 
Both of them had a relationship with Mary after they left the church. So we believe she was ever virgin. And then we also have the, the belief that she is immaculately conceived. It seems impossible that an all-holy God, whose very nature is opposed to sin, that Jesus could be born to someone that had sin in their life. It really makes sense that she was immaculately conceived. And in 1954 perfections that she was had lived the perfect life. So Mary was conceived without sin so that Jesus would be born from a womb without sin. But it's a sign for us of how much is possible when we go without sin in our lives. I know it works with for most of us when we have a conversion experience and we, we pull away from our sin life. Some wonderful, wonderful things happen in our lives all around us because we're sinning less. And not impeded by any sin, Mary lived a perfect life. So Mary found favor with the Lord. Favor. Favor. She, she was blessed by the Lord. So we should honor her because God honored her. In Luke it says, Hail favored one. The Lord is with you. Don't be afraid. For you have found favor with God. You have found how would you like to have an angel say something like that to you? Go ahead, tell them they found favor. You're an angel. No. <laughs> Mother of all lies 
Pounding hard rules in speed Where she planted a seed The deepest essence of me Today my spirit was free Oh, I Thanking Blessed Mary for life divine Thanking Blessed Mary for life divine Thanking Blessed Mary for life Temptation messed me around She picked me up from the ground Taught me to never let go Of your God-given soul
Lietas uzmanībai ierakstina no kristīgo vīru nometnes suntažos. Lekcijas vada misionāžas doms Terbiks no ASV. Tas ir spēcīgs apgalvojums no debesīm, kas tika izteikts godināt Mariju. Un kā bija Marijas atbildi dēģelim? Behold, I'm a bond servant of God. Redzis esmu kunga kalponi. Be it done to me according to your words. Lai man noteikti pēc tava vārda. She didn't think that she was so special. She thought she was a bond servant to the God. She would serve God. Viņa nedomāja, ka es esmu tik īpaši. Viņa teica, es esmu kunga kalponi. And no matter how many honors we get as people, we need to say the same thing. We're just bond servants of God. Un lai kādus pagotinājumus mēs arī savā dzīvē nesaņemtu, tas ir tas pats, kā mums par to ir jāatiecās. Mēs esam tikai kunga kalponi. God wants to use everyone in this tent. Dievs grib lietot katru no mums šajā teltī. That doesn't make us special, that makes God special. Tas nepadara mūsu īpaši, tas padara Dievu īpaši. And the Bible says that Mary treasured these things in her heart. Un Bībola saka, ka Marija glabāja šīs lietas savā sirdī. Un viņa domāja, pārdomāja šīs lietas, šīs brīnišķās lietas, kuras kungs viņai teica. Un viņa tiešām novērtēja to dāvanu, ko kungs viņai bija dāvājis. Mums ir tieši tāpat jānovērtē tās dāvanas un svētības, ko kungs dāvā mums. Jūs arī nelikties, ka jūs esat īpaši, jūs te vienkārši sevišķi un jums kož mušas un But you are special. But you are special. God has chosen you from everyone, all the other men in Latvia. He's chosen you to be here tonight. Dievs ir izvēlē izraudzīs jūs. No visiem vīriem šeit Latvijā Dievs ir izraudzīs tieši jūs būt šeit šovakar. And we need to value that gift. Mums ir jānovērtē šī dāvana. We really do. You need to think about what a wonderful blessing I have in my life that I know God and most people don't. Un mums tiešām ir jādomā, ka tā ir liela svētība, tas, ka es pazīstu Dievu un citu viņu var nepazīt. Mary pondered these things, the works of God in her life. Pounded? Pounded, thought about it. Marī man pārdomāja šīs lietas par šīs svētības savā dzīvē. Un jo vairāk viņa tās pārdomāja, jo vairāk viņai arī bija izpratni par to, ko kungs dara viņas dzīvē. Un mums ir arī jādara tas pats. Es uz kaut kādiem statistikas rādītājiem skatījos, pirms es ieradošu šeit. Un šis statistika bija par to, cik daudz katoļu Eiropā dodās uz svētienas mīsi. Tātad Polija ir tā valsts, kurā visvairāk ir šādi cilvēku. Tātad 41% no viņu katoļiem svētdienā apmeklē svēto misi. Un tam varam aplaudēt, poļiem teikt, jā, viņi ir lieliski. Tas nozmē, ka 59% no viņiem svētdienās nepiedalās svētdienā. Tātad lielākā daļa poļu katoļu svētdienā visai nepiedalās. Un tā ir labākā situācija, valsts, kurā ir labākā situācija visā rietuma pasaulē, labāk nekā ASV, nekā visur citur. Cik daudz zina par statistiku par Latviju? 
What are the lowest? What did you say? 21. That's why. 6%. 6%. 6% go to Mass on Sunday. You can be proud that you're not Estonia, only 2% in Estonia. But you're next to the worst. But you're here. But you so you're special. God wants to use everyone in this room, in this tent, to do something for the kingdom. You need to take your call on your life very serious. And you need to ask the intercession of Mary to help you to be an evangelist. I'm just going to read from John 2. This is what, at the wedding at Cana. And when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not come yet. But very soon, the concerns of Mary became the concerns of Jesus. And of course, we know he changed the water into wine. His very first miracle. And who, who got him to do it? His mother Mary. So, not that God doesn't want to do good things for us on his own. But when Mary intercedes, it's a powerful influence on God's thinking. And Mary's more than an intercessor, she's our mother. Jesus said, what I've been given, I give to you. And Mary was his mother on earth. And she's his mother still in heaven. And she's our mother still in heaven. So we want to understand that we have been given a gift of Mary in our lives. Jesus came into the world through Mary. And Jesus can come to us through Mary if we have a good devotion. If anyone has a strong devotion to Mary and doesn't have a strong devotion to Jesus, it's not a right devotion to Mary. Because Mary's job is always bring everyone to Jesus. Mary is the number one evangelist in the world. Back in 1531 in Mexico, 1531, to the Spitzen Tries and Pirmia Gada, Mexico, a Juan Diego, Mary appeared to this man Juan Diego. It was the very beginning of Christianity in, in the Western world. 
And in Mexico, they were having a very difficult time converting the Indians to come into the church. Un Mexikāņiem īpaši problēmas, lai pievērstu, bija īpaši problēmas pievērstī indiāņus, lai viņi ienāktu baznīcā. But then Mary appeared to this very simple man. Bet tad Marija parādījās šim ļoti vienkāršajam vīram. She left an image of herself on the inside of his coat. Viņa atstājas, izveidoja, radīja, atstāja savu atēlu uz viņa which is still on display today, hundreds of years later. And seven years after Mary appeared to this in this humble man, eight million Indians came into the church. That's 3,000 every day for seven years. Now, St. Peter did a good job when he did his first preaching. 3,000 people came into the church every day. But that was it, one time. Mary did it every day for seven years. So there's no evangelist like Mary. Now I'm, I'm the head of the men of St. Joseph and we're here because of St. Joseph. So I want you to have a devotion to Joseph. And he is a good evangelist also. But Mary's done a better job, I have to admit. So if you have a good devotion to Joseph, I want you to have a good devotion to Mary too. So I, there are so many things that Mary has influenced in the church over the years. In 1858 she appeared in Lourdes, France. 1858. Pirmā the uh, the pope had declared her the immaculate conception and this little girl would have had no idea you know what that even meant but Mary is always there to prove her position in the church. And she usually appears to very humble children. Now I say this year it's the anniversary of Fatima, 100 years. And when she appeared in Fatima, she said that uh, we have to have a devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Instead, if we have that kind of devotion, we could have peace in the world. And if not, we were going to have a second world war. And this is just at the end of the first world war. In 
redzam, ka pirmais pasaules karš bija beidzies. And she said if we pray, Russia will be converted. Teicamies, lūksimies, Krievija atgriezīsies. And she said many people are going to hell because no one intercedes and prays for them. Un teic, ka ļoti daudz cilvēku iet uz eli, tikai tāpēc, ka neviens par viņiem nelūdz, neviens par viņiem neiestājas. I'm not sure if the people in Latvia heard about this, but Russia didn't convert. I know the Latvians didn't know anything about the Second World War. But the Russians weren't very good to some of the people around this area. Yeah, but